One of the biggest fears that folks have in retirement is running out of money. And so on today's show, we're going to examine how long a million dollars will last and what you can do to make sure your money lasts longer than you do. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Well, I think a lot of people, when they think about retirement, they think, okay, how much am I going to need, right? That's the big question you get probably, right, Lee? I get that one all the time. It's probably one of the more common questions that I get. How much do I need? Well, obviously, we can't answer that on this show to you specifically, whoever you are listening. But what we do want to talk about is how to make your money last. And to kind of help us in this conversation, we're going to talk about a million dollars because that's what oftentimes people think, okay, if I get to a million, I'm in pretty good shape, right? That's just kind of an arbitrary number that a lot of people kind of shoot for that may or may not work for you, just depending on what else is happening in your uh, portfolio. But we want to talk a little bit about how far, I guess, a million dollars will go for you based on where you live. That's a big part of that equation when you're trying to figure out how much you're going to need for retirement is where you live. And then we're going to uh, ask Lee a few questions about kind of making that money last, you know, the income versus expenses and all that, and, and figure out how to get to that number for you so that once the show's over with, you can visit talkwithlee.com, schedule a meeting, and then actually figure out what that number is going to be. So I'm looking forward to this conversation, Lee. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Now, there's certainly some of these cities that I certainly wouldn't want to live in, but it'll be fun to talk about. <laughs> well, look, here's what happened. So Yahoo Finance, they wanted to find out how long a million dollars would last you in retirement based on what city you live in. So they took into account a number of different factors, cost of living, obviously, um, social security, how that plays into it, uh, the longevity of someone's savings. And of course, everything is with under the assumption that age 65 is your re- retirement age for these calculations. So just kind of keep that in mind. So I'm going to throw out a few of these cities and kind of get your reaction here, Lee, because it's very interesting what they came up with. So of course, the West Coast, California, we all know how expensive it is, but if you live in San Francisco, if you decide to retire in San Francisco, you're going to need a lot of money because a million dollars, according to Yahoo Finance, is going to last you eight to nine years. Yeah, that's crazy. That's also one of the places that I, I certainly would not want to live. <laughs> and I think a lot of the West Coast cities, from, from what I understand, of course, you know, you're, you're paying for the atmosphere, you're paying for the weather. Right. And a lot of, lot of places, you know, I think they've got some awesome beaches out west. You know, I hear San Diego. I think that's one we may mention. But, mm-hmm. you know, San Francisco, $136,000 annual expenses. Whew. You know, I have, I've I visited there. I haven't been there for any set time. But for folks that know me, you know, my wife and I used to own a, a Cold Stone Creamery ice cream franchise. And so I can remember our, you know, one of our, our most expensive ice cream at the time might have been $5.15. But that same ice cream in San Francisco, I think they were having to charge like 13 bucks for it. So I, I just can't fathom that. And so I know that's probably like that in most everything. I can't imagine running a business there and, and the, you know, the rent that you would have to pay or, you know, the home prices certainly are, are outrageous. But yeah, that million dollars is not going a whole lot uh, very far there in, in San Francisco. Yeah, you mentioned it, $136,000 in expenses per year if you were living there in retirement. So Keep that in mind. Um, some other cities that are under 20 years in terms of having your money last, and we talk all about all the time about longevity. So um, having a, a retirement plan that only gets you 15 to 20 years is probably not a great idea. 
Los Angeles, Seattle, DC, Boston, San Diego, all those cities would, would be under 20 years if you had only a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're talking 77 to $88,000 of annual expenses there. Compare that with 136 in San Francisco. You know, it's, it's just big city living. And now I know a lot of people like the idea of living in some of these places, but, you know, I, I know some people who live, live in some of these, these cities and, you know, they're, they're paying $4,100 a month rent for something that you could, you know, maybe get, well, Macon maybe not be the best example, but in Macon, you might pay $800 for it. In Atlanta, you might pay $1,800 for it, $1,500 for it. And some of those places, depending on where it is, I mean, your living expenses are just super, super expensive. And my wife and I always talk about how in the world do people afford to, to live there. So certainly I wouldn't want to live in one of those big cities. Let's bring it closer to home. Atlanta, obviously you have a number of people in Atlanta. I'm sure you work with a few people in Atlanta, right? Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah. got some clients, a good number of clients in Atlanta. So they're they're you know on this list here, Atlanta. You know, if you had a million dollars, they say that it would last twenty six to twenty seven years. Hmm. Annual expenses about fifty four thousand dollars a year. Now we're getting more in line with with what I generally see. People ask me, you know, what is what do most people spend in retirement? And and really, it it depends. I mean, it depends on what their lifestyle is and and what they. You know, certainly what they do, because in retirement, every day is a Saturday, and Saturday for most people is the day that they spend most money. But yeah, Atlanta, I think, is right in line with Chicago uh, and Minneapolis, and that $54,000 of, of annual expenses. So yeah, certainly some, some trade-offs than living, you know, outside of a big city. You know, big city has tons of restaurants, tons of things that you can do, but hmm, it, it it's definitely really expensive. That yeah. million dollars certainly, as we talked about, doesn't go as far in a big city as it does in, in other places. Yeah, Chicago and Minneapolis from that same kind of area with Atlanta kind of give you some yeah. context there. But um, let's quickly look at the lower end. If, if you really want to stretch your money out, Lee, how about uh, maybe looking at Memphis as a place to live? They said 45 to 46 years you could live in Memphis on a million dollars based on less than 40000 in annual expenses. Yeah, that's probably more in line with what I see here in my hometown of, of Macon, Georgia. The cost of living here is pretty inexpensive. And I still, you know, I think a, a smaller town like this still has a lot to offer. And a lot of people certainly don't want the, want the big, they don't want the lure and the traffic of the big city. We, my wife and I lived in Marietta, which is just above Atlanta, for about a year and a half. And, and we really liked the town. There was a lot to do. But man, the traffic, I'd rather have... I'd rather have half the money and live somewhere that didn't have the traffic because I think sitting in traffic over and over and over probably takes years off of off of somebody's life. I don't have a, a scientific study for that, but I got to imagine that that does uh, hurt your, your uh, health long term. Yeah. And, and how valuable is your time too, right? You don't want to be spending your retirement sitting in traffic all the time trying to do things day yep. to day. Yep. I uh, don't. Yeah, I don't either. I'm with you there. That's why it's always difficult for me driving through Atlanta. It's just, man, it's just so stressful many times. You just never, you know, it's never going to be an easy experience. And just, I would hate to have that, that every single morning, right? It's just. I couldn't do it. Tough. No way. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about this then a little bit deeper in terms of how you kind of figure out how long your money is going to last you in retirement and how you kind of come up with that. So I guess my first kind of question is like, based on these numbers that Yahoo Finance found, I think they're very interesting, obviously. You know, none are exact probably, but that annual expense number is kind of what they're basing it off of to kind of determine how how long your money will last. Is that how you approach it? You know, just trying to come up with the annual expenses for somebody? 
Yeah, really when I sit down with somebody for the first time and we're kind of doing an inventory, people are pretty quick to shove over their statements. They want to know, you know, they want you to see how much money they have. And that's very important. But but I would almost argue that it's just as important for me to know how much somebody spends. Because if you've got a million dollars and you, you're spending a, a huge amount of money every year, that, that million dollars is not going to mean very much. So then I know I have to look more, more at expenses. So really your ability to retire is going to be more dependent upon how much you spend and not necessarily how much you've saved to this point, even though you know, I, I want people to save as much as possible. And so, yeah, it's really all about expenses. And, you know, I think one of the, the questions probably you and I talked about earlier is how much does my average client spend every year? That's, you know, it varies. I would say expenses for my clients any, go anywhere from maybe $2,000 a month on up to seven dollars or $8,000 a month in retirement. So, again, it's all about what you want to do in retirement and how you want to spend your money. So is that, that's pretty, that's pretty average that number that you threw out there? Because I guess I, as somebody listening and maybe hadn't calculated that yet, trying to get an idea of, okay, I, I got I kind of see what expenses might be, but what are what are the average, what's the average person doing typically? Is this pretty on track? Yeah, I think we're pretty on track there. So, so one of the things that we do when we're kind of putting together the retirement budget is we try to break expenses down into two categories, and that's going to be living expenses and liability payments. Now, we sometimes we'll add in a third category and we'll call that future expenses. And that can be things like, you know, maybe paying for a wedding, a second house or something like that. But for today's discussion, we're just going to talk about living expenses and liability payments. So living expenses, you know, th these are your monthly monthly bills. This is your, your, uh, your power bill, your food bill, eating out and groceries, all those kind of things, uh, things that really aren't going away. They're also going to increase over time. You know, that's I mean, things just increase with inflation. We're certainly right now in a kind of been in a lower inflationary period. That's going to rear its ugly head in the future. So if you're spending $2,000 a month right now, maybe in eight years, it might be $3,000 a month and you haven't done anything different. We put living expenses down and in our software, we put a cost of living adjustment or a COLA or inflation on that to show that increasing over time. Now, the, the second area is liability payments. So, you know, this is car payments, house payments, um, equity line of credits, credit card payment, all those things that hopefully are going to go away. You know, then we're going to add in all sources of income, which is, of course, Social Security income, maybe if you've got a pension or withdrawals off of your retirement savings. All that money has got to be more than you're spending. And so that's why I've you know, going back to the million dollars, is the million dollars enough? Depends on what kind of gap you've got. So that's kind of how we look at it in, in kind of an overview. And so maybe, we, you know, if you want to ask me about any of the, the details of that, we can certainly talk through that. Hey there, sorry to interrupt the show, but I wanted to take just a minute to tell you about a new book I've written called Diffuse, How to Protect Your IRA or 401k from the IRS Ticking Tax Time Bomb. It's a really easy read and it gives you specific strategies that you can implement right now to be better prepared for increasing taxes. Now, we all know taxes are very likely to increase in the future. And with all the recent stimulus packages, I believe that even more. So I'm making this book available to you, the listener of the show. So here's how you get it. Just text the word DEFUSE 
to 474747. Give us a good mailing address and we'll send it right out. I'll even pick up the shipping cost. Again, just text the word DIFFUSE to 474747 and get your copy today. Now back to the show. Well, I'm curious about like the time frame because yeah, it's great you know your expenses and, and your income, but as you mentioned, so many things are going to change too over the years, right? You're going to have maybe hopefully fewer maybe debt to worry about. Um, cost of living is going to change. So how in terms of how many years you look at somebody, because this is obviously changing a lot for people who are living longer and longer, how, how many years do you usually calculate for somebody? Well, when we're putting people into our, our software, we generally, we have it set to default to the female living to 90, the male living to 85. Now, that's certainly a guess. No, none of us know how long we're going to live, and some people will certainly live longer than that. But that's kind of our benchmark, and we can certainly, for some people, we have jumped those ages up to be older because of longevity in, in their family. Just they can look at the history and say, hey, there's a good chance I might live, live to be 100 years old. And so we can certainly do that. But so when we're talking about expenses, you know, for somebody that's 60 years old, they don't have a clue what they're going to spend when they're, when they're 90. And that's sometimes I'll, I'll talk about the three phases of retirement, the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. And these are not the same for everybody. There's always exceptions. But, you know, when somebody retires, the first few years of retirement, those are the go-go years. This is generally when somebody is, you know, whenever they retire, you know, 55, 60 or whatever, all the way up to maybe 70 years old, they're, they're young enough and healthy enough to do the things they want to do. So they're going to go, go, go as, as much as they can, generally speaking. Once somebody is in their maybe early 70s, mid-70s, they start to slow down a little bit. Maybe doctor's appointments and funerals take more of their schedule. That's just the reality. We see those things. So they start to slow down. They don't travel as much. And then once people are maybe in their early 80s, mid-80s, a lot of people just don't do a whole lot. So now we're talking about the no-go years. So you may spend more in your go-go years, a little bit less in your slow-go years, and maybe less in your no-go years. But maybe the money that you were spending on trips and cruises and traveling early on, maybe more of that is spent on medical expenses. So again, it is kind of a, you know, a little bit of a guess on what expenses are going to be. But you want to take into consideration where you are in retirement and what phase of retirement you're in. And I think that'll give you a pretty good indication of what you, you should be able to spend. Gotcha. That's a pretty good breakdown of how it all, how it all works. But I, it's so important to sit down and do this with somebody, right? I, I would imagine it's pretty difficult to kind of calculate this on your own and then really have the confidence that, okay, I'm definitely covered for 30, 35 years if I do live that long. Yeah. You, you'd be amazed at the number of times when I'm sitting down with a couple and I say, all right, how much do you spend every month? And they, I get a deer in headlight looks, uh, you know, <laughs> deer in headlights look because they, they haven't really thought about it because They've got paychecks and everything coming in, and they don't really track this stuff, and it becomes critical. I'm telling you, it becomes critical in a retirement to know where your money's going because while you're, while you're working, you've got the ability to sort of out-earn your spending, and, you, and people, unfortunately, spend right up to everything that they make. Once that paycheck stops, you don't have as much cushion and flexibility to do that. So I always tell people, at least a year before you retire, Try to go ahead and live on a retirement budget. And that way you'll know that you can. You'll know that you can go ahead and, and pull the trigger and retire at whatever date that you want to. Uh, very few people take me up on that, but I, I still think that <laughs> that is a, a great thing to do. L know what that retirement budget is going to be. 
live on it for a year and save all the money above that and put into you know, your savings account or whatever. And, and if you can't live on that, then you either have to spend less or maybe work longer. So anyway, kind of a, a ninja ninja trick right there. <laughs> well, that's why like it's, it's important that you do have somebody that can kind of hold you accountable, right? Because I mean, for most people, you're not going to be honest with yourself about your, your budget or you're just not going to to really dive into it in enough detail to really get a true accurate number because you just don't want to know a lot of, a lot of cases, right? It's like, I don't really know. I don't want to know exactly how much I'm spending month to month, but you have to know these things and you got to be brutally honest with yourself in order to come up with a, a true plan that's going to take care of you. And that's what an advisor can help you with is, is kind of keeping you accountable. Absolutely. I've got a client of mine for about four months now. She's told me she wants me to keep her accountable and she is sending me her budget every month because she was overspending and she knew it and she said hey i need you to kind of help me help hold me accountable so that's that's what we do we've been doing for the last four months now and so far she is staying within budget and and i think that's probably because she doesn't she doesn't want to disappoint me and i and i've told her hey it's your money you can do what you want with it but i'm going to let you know if i think you're overspending and so that's how we wound up here with her so it's been a been a good exercise yeah, very good. Well, if you want to talk more with, with Lee about this, it's very simple. Just visit talkwithlee.com and you can kind of set up a plan and really get a true indication of how much you're going to need for retirement and then build a plan that'll help you get there. Um, but I just want to quickly throw some news out your way, Lee, because it kind of got me thinking about this when, with along with our conversation. But you know, a lot of times you're trying to figure out where you want to live in retirement, right? That's going to determine how much money you're going to need, as we talked about with the Shahoo Finance um, study they did. But a British company announced recently they plan to sell homes on the moon as an ambitious uh, space-saving alternative to you know life here on Earth, which is getting more and more crowded every year. But you know, the homes, if you're looking for some details, Lee, they, they are airtight. They are meteor-proof. Uh, their windows are. So you know, maybe a little safety there. But their costs are estimated at about $60 million, And that's going to get you 1,300 square feet on the moon, which would put your monthly mortgage, mortgage, I'm doing the calculation here, around $320,000. So if you plan on maybe living on the moon in retirement, you're going to need a little bit more. Yeah. You know, Pam and I are early stages of building a house right now. I'm not sure that we've decided to meteor proof our windows (laughs) and our roof at this point. But maybe that's something. Yeah, maybe that's something (laughs) we'll just take our chances with. Yeah, there's probably a, a crazy billionaire out there that'll do one of these just to say that he did it. But I, I can't imagine living on the moon in a 1,300 square foot house. I mean, you know, we were all stuck in our houses during the, the quarantine and we got stir crazy. So why would I pay $60 million to, to go stir crazy on the moon? Yeah, I, I can't really see that as a business idea having very much success, but I'm sure somebody will buy it. Yeah, I've got so many questions for that, right? Is there transportation back and forth to Earth if you need it, like anytime? Yeah, yeah many- where's the doctor? <laughs> yeah, you know, how do I right. get my mail? <laughs> exactly. How many how many people would you need to live there before you, you'd pull the trigger and go? Um, that'd be, yeah, it's very interesting, but who knows how far off that is. But people are talking about it, so we'll see. Yep. Anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of My Retirement Clarity. If you want to learn more, you can visit MyRetirementClarity.com. You can also call Lee Perkins over at JL Perkins Wealth Management at 478 254 Three five five zero. Get in touch with them there. Set up a meeting. But again, the last thing I do want to remind everybody about is the ticking tax time bomb book offer you offered every show, Lee. And let's close out with that. Yeah, if you are concerned about the future of taxes and how it's going to impact your retirement, I've written a book that I think is a great resource for you. And if you want a copy of that, 
All you have to do is text the word diffuse to 474747. Again, that's diffuse, spelled D-E-F-U-S-E, to 474747, and we'll get that book right out to you. Make sure you subscribe, follow the podcast wherever you listen so you don't miss a single episode of My Retirement Clarity, and we'll talk to you again on the next show. Investment advisory services are offered by J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.